Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. Guess what? I'm one brother. And <laughs> I'm the second brother. And I'm Rika. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a very exciting episode, um, one that is very close to the heart. So um, I'll, 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 I'll hand over to you, Mr. Phil. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Claire's forte. I really didn't want to actually trick this one. We're going to call this one Family Affairs. It's a family affair. Hey, it's a family <laughs> affair. That's my contribution. Over to Mr. Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the singing. Um, family affairs, family affairs. Okay, so it's very, very rare um, where you see a family of siblings working together. And it's even more rare, rarer in, in the black community. Um, and it, there's a lot of things that comes to play within within the family, and um, even you know it's, it's so many dimensions to this. And <clears throat> you know, I'm an expert on my family. <laughs> when, when I look at my family, you know. <laughs> I can see so many um the word I will use is dysfunctions, you know, um because we we're we're all very highly competitive with each other. And and there is no um, the, 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 the kind of mentality that, or the gel that should be there isn't there. And there's so many reasons why that is. It's not, it's not because we, 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 you know, we, should, we, you know we, we hate each other or anything like that. I think, it's more, I think it's more to do with fundamental dysfunctions, you okay. know. That now, let me, sorry, Mr. Kalea, sorry. I had to jump in there just so that you'll continue in a minute. Let me put some context into this. Um, we're we're going to use our family as an example, okay? But again, it is very common in a lot of African families, okay? But like Mr. Kalea said there, you know, um, words like, can you not see your brother? Can you not see what your brother is doing? How can you? Words like comparing, oh, can you not see your cousin? Can you not see, you know, and parents mean well when they do that, but they plant seeds that grow into the kind of things that Mr. Claire is talking about. We blame the parents now. You know? Everybody's doing the best they can. We understand mm. that. Okay. That said as well, I'm a character too. <laughs> I've got my own character. I've, I've got my um, strengths. I've got my weaknesses. Okay, just like any every other human being, and you know, so everybody has their own dynamics and everything. In my family, Mr. Claire is the cool one. So over to the cool one to continue. 
<laughs> you were doing you were doing a, a, a great job of toning it down, you know. <laughs> I was getting a bit too serious there. Yeah. Um I think it's important, you know, we, we have to be careful, you know, because over the years, you know, they say, you know, look at what your age mates are doing. Oof. What, what, That's what, another word. You know, which which is something that we've heard over and over and over again. And As a matter of fact, someone, sorry, sorry, I really am cutting into that. Someone close to me once tried to shame with me with that. In my language, they, they go, she got a And I looked at this person when that person told me that. And I'm like, hang on, this person does actually know that I may actually be, don't let me say it, Lay over to you. <laughs> what we're treating in this episode is these things that are elephants in the room. Elephant, big, uh, in the room. <laughs> Carry on. They're dropping big droplets everywhere, you know, and nobody's addressing them, you know. <laughs> Droplets, big, 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 big puddles of <laughs> carry on. <laughs> because fundamentally, you know, we we African being raised as an African baby or being brought up in an African family is different. is a is a unique experience, like none around the world. There's nothing that compares to it, and the dysfunction is, you know. It has so many dimensions to it. Because not only are you dealing with your immediate family, you're dealing with your wider family in terms of your cousins and your aunties and you and their uncles. families, uncles, and then you're dealing with the church family, which you Oh no, don't go there. You know, and then you're dealing with the community, you know. Of the of the state, you know, uh, uh, you know, and then and then you're dealing with the government, you know, dysfunction. Thank you. You're putting all this in a pot, you know, and you're you're trying to you're trying to discover who you are in the midst of all this, you know. And, and Mr. Claire said yesterday we're having a conversation yesterday. Mr. Claire said we all need therapy. <laughs> He said, in fact, the whole nation of Nigeria needs therapy. And I say that, and you said, you know, and you, just, you said that if I say that, they'll be offended. No, no, this is not to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is family. It must sound weird that you say, you know, me calling you crazy or calling us crazy is not offensive. No, 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 no. nobody's crazy. Nobody's crazy. <laughs> We're all doing the best we can. Yeah, you know, but we do need therapy because as a nation as in as a whole people yeah you know nation country race because bottom line is this you can only function from your mental mental state and if 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 you're troubled mentally you you there's no way you can keep that to yourself you will soon start spilling it out on others. 
Thank you. Mr. Kale, sorry. Let me quickly tell the story. Hold that thought. Let me quickly tell the story just to, because I'm going to be interjecting. That's what I'm going to be doing here. I traveled to Nigeria many years ago, maybe, I think it was early 2000. And I got to the airport. I've been in the UK, obviously. And I was in the line, queue. And this guy in army uniform just came in front of me. I went, <laughs> and I'm looking at the guy like, because I, I couldn't actually hear what, I couldn't understand what he said. Then he went, <laughs> again. And I'm looking at him like, what? <laughs> you know, I, 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 honestly. And then someone said, he's telling you, you're in the wrong line. And I'm like, because I'm in the wrong line is why this man is screaming at me like this. Now, my question is, does he not need therapy? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a whole... I'm, I'm, I'm just opening up a whole new industry of Nigerian <laughs> professionals, which are therapeutic, you know, mental... Because the way we do, we don't go to psychiatric, we don't go to seek psychiatric help as black people, you know, because nobody wants to be tagged with crazy. Mm? So what we then tend to do is we tend to talk to each other. Mm. Mm? And most of us are not good listeners anyway, right? So the ones that are the better listeners amongst us you tend to hear a lot of people's junk. And they're not trained therapists themselves, you know? So definitely make a note. If you're of this you, under this continuous pressure that we're all under globally, in our country, in our state, in our homes, you know, you, you do need, need to find somebody sometimes to say, listen, yeah, I need help. Just just, yeah. just a session. And just even the session. workplace will pay for it. Because I, I know I went um, and I asked for mental, you know, to see a psychiatrist. And, and they paid for it. My workplace paid for it. So it doesn't even have to be something that you pay for it. The NHS will pay for it in the UK, you know. You need to seek this help because once you once and oh yeah another thing I forgot to mention is most of us we, we go to church for for this help. No good idea. Mr. Fruits is dry breath. <laughs> no good idea. That's all I would say about that. I know even saying that. I know even saying that. I've already sent a missile. I know. I don't mean to send a missile. But let's put it this way. If the church was the solution, Nigeria has at every corner a church. I remember at our house in Nigeria, behind our house is a church. In yeah. front of our house is a church. Right yeah. beside it is a church. You hear... If it was church, 
will be the most developed, the most sane people. Okay, <laughs> working. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. I know people will actually write negative comments. Please, let's <laughs> yes, see. Get your feedback. Yeah, Rike. Oh, so uh, I'm not going to say nothing on the church. I'm not involved. <laughs> but in terms of therapy, in terms of therapy, I think the whole world needs therapy, especially in this in this 2020 that we've just, well, it's not, it's not even finished yet. That's how bad it is. <laughs> this has been a rough year. <laughs> For real, it, I don't even think it's done, but... I, I, I do encourage therapy for everybody. I need therapy myself. Because, you know, it's not even just about the stigma of, oh, yeah, you're a crazy person or you need help or something like that. Because, number one, we're all crazy. <laughs> we're all just faking it. We're all trying to be the most, the most normal and sane crazy. But I think, I think what you're trying to say, I think what I'm trying to say, Rika, is that we're all on one kind of spectrum of crazy. <laughs> crazy yeah. past crazy. So, you know, I studied psychology. I studied psychology. And um, during my study, um, obviously, we're looking at different disorders. And I'm not even going to get onto that because I realized that they don't even know what, what the disorders are because everybody has different individual um, variations of everything. And second of all, the last thing that I noticed was that normal is non-existent. There's no such thing mm -hmm. as normal. But we are, they're, they're always trying to perpetrate this, this notion of, oh, the social norm. You have to do this a certain type of way or it's not deemed as a social norm. You're deviating from that norm. Don't believe it. Whatever your norm is, your norm, that's your norm. My reality is not your reality. Your reality is vice versa, not mine. So just going to therapy is a, is a chance for you to, Speak to somebody who doesn't know who you are, who doesn't know your situation and is not there to like give you any form of um, criticism. You know, they're there to help you. They're there to just listen if you just need somebody to just listen to you. Because I've, I've noticed, especially because um, I, I, I like to speak to a lot of people, just strangers most of the time. And I've noticed that most people just want to be heard. They don't even want you to help them with anything they just want somebody to listen so I would encourage if you if you're the type of person that just needs somebody to just listen to you and the people around you you know they, they probably probably wouldn't understand or don't have the time just you know like Uncle Leia said that there's there's people that can fund it the NHS your workplace look for a therapist or even just even a phone consultation or something oh yeah that seems oh yeah and and what like I said earlier on, what like I said earlier on, I know you said it jokingly, but take it seriously, someone out there. Someone out there. And when I say someone out there, I'm hoping thousands out there, considering the population of Nigeria, that that is an industry. And what we're saying in industry, even just to be a listening ear, mm. will improve the quality of life of Nigerians. Just take that. And if that resonates with you and the universe is choosing you as one of that, those people, go for it because you will help someone. Because again, look, sounding boards are important. Just having someone to sound your 
your what you're going through on is very important. Okay. So we're talking about you know family affairs. We're talking about our own immediate family. We're talking about the, the dynamics there. We're talking about the wider family, the causes, the uncles. Let's talk about the uncles and cousins and everything. Some, in, I've had in my experience that some uncles and aunties, they have history that you, the young person, don't even know nothing about. Maybe they're falling out with the, your parents sometimes. And now you're going to the uncle, uncle, and the uncle say, "This is the." <laughs> <laughs> That's another dysfunction, mm. you know, because again, the the child of uh, of of someone that has offended you, don't spit it over to that child. Another one, Leia, you were there yesterday when a friend of ours, which we we'll have to bring onto this show. Um, said that he woke up one morning and he it was on when he was a young man and he saw a police officer in Nigeria and he said to the police officer, good morning. And the police officer turned apparently turned back and said, come here, what is good about this morning? And gave him a dirty slap. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> My question, Mr. Clay, <laughs> does that policeman know the therapy? I'm telling you, listen, everybody from the airport, the minute I landed in Nigeria, maybe because I just came, I just had some therapy myself. For everybody, I was just looking like, you need therapy. You need therapy. My goodness, you definitely need therapy. And I kept telling everybody, like, where are, where are all the therapists? Because, because when you think about it, we go to, we look after our physical health, but nobody's talking about our mental health. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and our mental health drives our physical health mm -hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you need to see somebody, all this strain, all this stress you're carrying around, all this, you know, pressure. You need, and, and the amazing thing is, it's not like they're going to do anything miraculous because you're going to heal yourself. You have the ability yeah. to heal yourself. Yeah. When you just go into into an area where, Somebody's listening to you without no judgment, impartially. They listen to what you're saying. They're asking you a question, why do you feel this way? What made you, you know, what, 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 why, why did you take those actions? What did you learn? Did you learn anything from those actions? You know, and just talking to you, I mean, I was, you know, because I was like, you know what? This is so, this is a breath of fresh air. Mm. Because nobody listens to you nowadays. Everybody's trying to say something. Because we all need therapy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Greek, we're all crazy. We're just pretending to be saying <laughs> so I, I love that. We all lost it. So we all need therapy. So, you know, and, and there's so many. So I would say make that a priority, especially after the year we've had. In 2020, speak to somebody. Speak to somebody. Ask for help. Say you want to see a therapist. Even there's telephone lines you can call up. You know, and people will listen to you. You know, but make sure you speak to that person because it spills out in your family relationship. We're talking about family matters, right? Where your your mental state 
would affect the, your nearest and dearest to definitely. you. Definitely. Definitely. Talking about that, um, one of the things that ha I... Okay, talking about... <laughs> Nigeria is a complete... Oh, God help us. When I was in secondary school, they used... To, this will be shocking to Rika. I don't think Rika knows about this. They used to beat us when I was in secondary school, Rika here. And in my secondary school, I, we used to wear white shirts. That at the back of our... The, after you've washed it, you can still see the streak of cane. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? After wow. you washed it, it has stained your white shirt that you can see where they've lashed you. That is the Nigeria we came, I came from. So when I started having children, I shielded you guys from that, Rike. Yeah. I dare my teacher hit me. <laughs> <laughs> you see, what you just done there, some people will see it in Nigeria and say, ah, this one don't do nothing. <laughs> no, because you know what it is? It's just simple respect for yourself. I respect myself enough to not inflict any pain on somebody else. Number one, that is not my child. Oh, we lost Rike. We lost you, Rike. Yeah. We, we lost Rike. It's a different... Rike is not so world. vexed. Rike is not so vexed that... It's, <laughs> she, 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 can't even you know, she can't even relate to... She can't even relate. I was going to let her land. I was going to let her land that when she said that, you know, number one, respect yourself. Coming from Nigeria, what the, what, how is your respecting yourself going to stop them from beating you? <laughs> If you respect yourself all you want, you're still gonna get your ass whooped. <laughs> and they will do it in front of everybody, in front of the assembly. You know, because I remember in Nigeria, um, this is what I'm saying that is is a mental health issue. Because mm. your Nigeria is not, I mean, this is people growing up. How can you grow how can you grow up in that kind of environment and be humane? <laughs> Look back, back here, Rike, you were saying. Well, no, no, welcome, welcome back, Rike. Look, when you said, what you said last before, let me let me cue it in. What you said last was that when you said, uh, when I said like, they will beat you, you said that, you know, just respect for yourself. And everyone in Nigeria is looking at you and going, this girl doesn't know nothing. Look, with you and your self respect, you get beat. <laughs> No, I know it is not in your reality because you see, um, I've I've shielded you from that. I think really, um, that the reason why I shielded you from that is because some people see you now and they say, "Oh, Rike is so eloquent. Rike is so confident." And what they don't realize is that my job as a parent was to protect that confidence in you. Now, you are in no way silly with it because the boundaries are there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you understand those boundaries. I think I probably, I probably remember hitting you just once, you know? And I think we didn't repeat that again. We, we decided we didn't like that. 
You know, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes a kid is a kid needs to be beat if they've done something crazy. You know, you've told them multiple times. You know, a little smack on the bum, something, something on the hand. But like, come on, getting lashed at school—that's that's extreme. That okay, is extreme. you see what you call extreme, Rike, is normal in Nigeria. And as a matter of fact, well, they call it abuse. That's we the reason why we're saying abuse. that. We now know it's abuse. But Rike, carry on. Sorry. Exactly. That's the reason why we're saying everybody needs therapy in Nigeria because they've been traumatized. Literally, you're, you you guys are sharing stories of your trauma mm. because what they wanted to discipline you. A grown adults cannot use their words, cannot communicate with the child on where they've gone wrong, what they want them to do, but instead they will they would lash them, they would cane them and flog them. I'm sorry, I I don't condone that at all. They will headbutt them sometimes. Mm-mm. They will headbutt them, give them. <laughs> Look, you know what? They've I've even had family members tied hands and legs and beaten. Are you cattle? Are you a pig? <laughs> you see, this is see guess expression is priceless because it's not even in the reality at all. And it's beautiful, it's beautiful that it's not in your reality because you know people your age, if you speak to them in Nigeria and they tell Ooh. you all the things they've gone through, Oof. you know, you not ima- you cannot even comprehend why certain people are still walking the streets, you know, they should be arrested, locked up. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely. Now, I said all that to say this, you see, growing up in Nigeria, I left Nigeria when I was 19. So I grew up in Nigeria. I had a substantial part of my life in Nigeria. Then when I got here, I was telling Rika this morning, when I got here, I think I went to Sainsbury's Lair and there was a child at the door and the woman basically see me coming, put her child, said, get out of the way of that man. And later, I stopped because that was the first time I was referred to as a man. Hmm. In Nigeria, I was always boy, boy, boy. Hmm. Nigeria, you are still a boy until you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make this change now. Hmm. You're treated like a boy. But then you come to the UK, at 17, at 15, everybody treats you like a man. Mm. This is the environment where my children have to grow up in. So I realized, man, I cannot bring that Nigerian BS here because I will be regressing mm. my own children. Mm. Among these other children that are so confident and everything. And then you now compare them to children in Nigeria. So the question now is this. How is that trauma that you are on your children in Nigeria, how is it helping them to compete in the world? Mr. Clay? It, it doesn't. If that's the question, it doesn't help them to compete in the world because when they're talking to their peers, their mentality, like you said, is you've always seen yourself as a boy and people have always addressed you as a boy, but you're, you're an adult, you're, you're a man. Even now, they say the youths, you know, with the NSARS, the youths are riot. Youths are complaining. These the youths. Then you find out how how old they are. They say they're You know what I mean? Hang on a minute. The the youths, how old are they? Oh, 
with the, between the ages of 27 to 35 to 40. Those are grown people. These are not grown up citizens of the country. These are citizens. They're not youths. They're not youths. It's like, oh, the youths are categorized as um, hoodlums and youths. And it's because of their income bracket. If they're making less than an X amount of money, which means they're, they're in the poor range, then they're hoodlums. They're youths but, and hoodlums. But if they're making more than that, then they're, they're youths. But Meanwhile, like, in the UK, sorry, in the UK, who are the youth in the UK? Uh, UK, who are the youth in the UK? Um, well, youth is from like secondary school, so I'd say from 11 to what age? <laughs> till you're 18. So, only That's seven it. years. That's it. <laughs> so, anything yeah. above 18 is what? Your Adult. Adult. You are responsible for all of your actions. <laughs> you're adult and you're treated as such. Uh, <laughs> I'm to, um... So straight away, we can see how come Nigeria cannot compete already. Because in the developed world, a youth is 11 to 17, 18 maximum. Anything hmm. above that, you are responsible adult. But in Nigeria, Oh, it's you don't have a job, you don't have money, you're 49 year old, you're a youth. But that's the reality of some people's lives, you know, Rike. That is reality. So I, I'm um, so grateful. Sorry to call your uncle. I'm so grateful that I grew up in the UK because <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to cope if if I was to go for anything that my dad and uncle have just described to us because, well, maybe because I grew up in the UK, I don't take no BS from anybody, no matter your age, your size, your your colour, your nothing. Nobody. Let you say something. No, no, I say because you're a full grown adult. Yeah. <laughs> And apart from that, yeah. um, a lot of people will hear that in the UK and Nigeria, and they will think, man, this girl is pompous. This girl is, that is the, that is the reality of all the generation out here and in America. Yeah. And they're not saying that as a, they're not saying that as a rebellious streak. No, they know their personal Sovereign rights. Boundary. I know my rights. <laughs> Rika said right. <laughs> yeah. Because in Nigeria, you see, unfortunately, it's it's enforced by the society. Because Rika in Nigeria, someone will slap you in Nigeria, Rika. Yeah. And okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me land. Someone will slap you in Nigeria, and then you'll be like, what? And then the whole community will support that person. They're older than you. And then, and that is where your power is taken away. So even though you want to stand up for yourself, you cannot stand up against 50 or 100, the culture, Mr. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. The whole community, like you said. So going back to this family matters. Of course. This, so this, well, we this just had to identify something there that, yeah. you know, these so-called, you know, youth and uh, the, the responsibility that you place on them and what you demand of them and how you treat them and how you 
you approach them and you talk to them that they're not youths. They're no. grown, grown up citizens, adult citizens of the country. You know. Now, so one of the things. Sorry, Le. Sorry. Go on. Okay. One of the things I wanted to say is that you see, when we're saying that, um, when we're we're highlighting these things, and we're looking at it as a dysfunction of the nucleus family, the extended family, and you know. It's like, you see, we use the example of Rick had been slapped the other time. A lot of people would not even want to hear what, whether it is right or wrong that she was slapped. They would just say, that person is older than you, just take it. Who slapped you? Oh, that older person has got white hair? Now, white hair doesn't mean wisdom. Mm. White hair doesn't mean right. Mm. And that is why you can have a 40-year-old president in the first world, and that same 40-year-old, that same person will be a boy in Nigeria. Mm, yeah. And then we now expect Nigerians that have been subjected to this dysfunction to suddenly be confident and produce. Mm. We now expect them to be like Bill Gates. Bill Gates is probably, I don't even think he's 60 yet, but it's like, I own the world. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm trying to say is that you cannot build confidence from something that is stripping away confidence from people. So my children are confident because I see each one of them I respect each one of them. <gasps> Mr. Phil, you respect. The reason why I respect them is this. I am the first person that instills that confidence and that respect in them. We were talking yesterday and someone was saying that uh, there's trauma in the house. Where was the father? And we said, the father was the first victim. <laughs> <laughs> the father was the one first being beaten. <laughs> so when the children now see that dad is being beaten and terrorized in the house, how can they fight? Hmm. Again, in the swing about Nigerians, as parents, it is your responsibility to start equipping your children because your children are not in this world alone. They're going to be meeting children from all from places in life. You see those Chinese children that are coming to Africa? They've come, got a different mentality. They see themselves differently. Yeah. And you will act as you see yourself. If you see yourself able, if you see yourself capable, that is what you produce. But if you see yourself beaten, you see yourself you see when you come to Nigeria it's like they call it um, thingy. my children look at me in the eye <gasps> your children look at you in the eye, you know why because over here the culture means if you're like this yes sir uh, Mr. Officer they believe you're shady mm -hmm. yeah. in this you culture, <laughs> culture if you go, yes, but in Nigeria that's what they like, in Nigeria they're like oh, the guy's got respect, no the guy is traumatized. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which because is, respect is earned. It's, respect it's, is earned. You don't traumatize respect into people. You earn respect. My daughter does not respect me because I'm her dad alone. She respects me because I have earned her respect. Okay. Is that true or a lie? It's absolutely true. How have um, I earned your respect? Um, just, just by being a reasonable person, you know, like growing up, with with say I wanted to go wow or something, it was always like, okay, you want to do this? This is this is the boundaries I'm setting. If you can follow them, then we're good. If you can't follow them, make sure that you do these things so that I know what is going on and da 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 so and so. Um, so yeah, you, you've just been a reasonable person, very good with communication, and I think that's that's all that it is. You know, you've got to be straightforward. <laughs> and to be honest, you see what what again another thing I will bring into this is this we say family, and this is probably where we we might have to do a part two about this actually. Guys, are you up to for for do you want to should we do a part two of this? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's something that we can always come back to, you know. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But I just want okay, let me quickly bring this in. Because again, in this melee of things, how can we trust people? Because again, trust is earned. I know that I can tell Mr. Clare and Rike right now, say, cross the roads, don't even look cross. Will you guys cross or not? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Clare will think twice. I will think twice, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I will have when I open. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is this. Okay, so Rike will cross, okay? But if if you know, if you sense that there's no time to check, no, have no. I earned enough for you to take my word? No, if you say, you know, trust me, just go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. You will definitely. go. Okay. And that is why I'm saying that is this. Um, a lot of family don't have that. And the reason why they don't have that is because they don't realize that they have to build that. That has to be built. Piece by piece, the trust has to be built. It just, but unfortunately, some people just expect it to be there. Oh, we're family now. We're family. But then while you're saying you're family, you're not keeping your promises. While you're saying you're family, you're not reliable. Why you're saying your family, you're stabbing each other in the back. And then you want trust to grow out of that. Mr. Claire, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, because you want trust to grow out of that because you're blood, you know. We're blood, you know, we're, 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 you know, we, we, we're siblings. We're, 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 we, have the, we carry the same name. No, that's not how trust is built. Um, one of the things that I struggle with, especially within our families, where we, where we can talk candidly without people flaring up, you know, because sometimes even just to talk, candid, to be candid, you know, to say, listen, this is what I, this is how I'm, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling. Most people will not even let you finish that sentence. You know, they will, they will be, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, and but there needs to be a place, you know, within the family where number one, you have your siblings and you have your children because we're not adults now that we have our kids. Then the family needs to be a safe place for everybody. It, it shouldn't be the first ground of war, <laughs> which, you know, your, my children should be free with your children and your children should be free with my children and your, your children should be free with me or feel safe with me as well as my kids feel safe with you. It shouldn't be, oh, um, okay, my kids now, you know, family matters is, is deep. It's deep, definitely. It shouldn't be, oh, my kids are not in competition with your children. Imagine. imagine. Your children are not in competition with my kids. Just the same way we were in competition with each other. You know, which is what is the reality. It's not something that we're just saying uh, to sound interesting. Okay. The reality of what's going on. Sorry, Mr. Clay. Um, we'll do a part two of this. And I'm just going to end with this. Because we'll do a part two of this. Uh, maybe this is where we'll start again. Mr. Glare, you see what you're talking about there? A family should be this. A family should be that. I've reconciled myself to this point. Now, some people will not agree with me, and that's fine. And some people will say, mm, no, nah, I, don't, I don't feel that. That's fine. This is how I deal with it at this point. I cannot legislate what the other person will do. Because... I have been in a situation where, as you know, and you may want to vouch for this, I've always promoted cooperation with my siblings. I've always promoted that. But I cannot control those who take, on, take it on board and those who don't, or how they take it on board and how they don't. So I personally come to this conclusion. There's a big difference between family and relative. I know who my family are and I know who my relatives are. I trust my family. I don't necessarily trust my relatives. On that note, thanks, Mr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we can prove that back, you know, in terms of family might not be blood related. You know, yeah, of so course. Just, to, just to, because some people might not understand that. So, um, actually, family, a lot of my family are not my blood. Oh, there you go, there you go. So, you know that 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 then clears that up. Um, but yes, but this all is... my relatives are my blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't trust them. <laughs> I know why I don't trust them because they've not earned it. It's as simple as that. It's not about emotions or anything. They don't trust you either. So, but the, 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 and the thing is... And the thing is so I don't look for that trust from them. The thing is, they don't trust you, you don't trust them. This is where the therapy comes into it. Because... <laughs> That's you know, why we feel this therapy. <laughs> you know, like, because we're all crazy. So we all do therapy. You know, there's... There's, there's reasons why this is this is played out the way it has. And, you know, I hope that one day 
we will get the help we I need personally. Yeah. And be able to then connect mm -hmm. with somebody that's gotten the help they need. And then talk and be able to then build together in the right way. Rike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I second that. And um, I also agree that, look, nobody's your competition. You're your only competition. You shouldn't be fighting your siblings. You, you shouldn't be, you know, be compared to your cousins. Like, all of that causes unnecessary <laughs> headache, you know? So, <laughs> I just say peace and love. I always try and spread peace and love with everybody that I meet. So peace and love to you all. And thank you for watching. This has been a, a very... When Mr. Kerry said we should do this topic, uh, you will tell you, I told him, I don't want to... <laughs> but I'm glad we have. I'm glad we have. And um, it is what it is. I'm not... Um, I don't think I have all the answers. And um, as it is, um, I'm glad that we've done the the topic family affairs and we may do a part two on that note mr Clare, did you want to say anything before we left okay no. waving okay um Rike, are you waving okay no. we're all waving see you all later hope you enjoyed this episode it's been a fiery one but hey sometimes we gotta go there god bless <laughs>